0: Yo, head up, think fast, you're about to feel the blast It's the dopest podcast on the net, oh yeah All us geeks, set your back We round the world, we round the net So get ready and get set Cause we make it look easy, no sweat Jeff and Jordan, the host, yeah they be the best From the north to the south, to the east, to the west A cover movies, comics, TV shows, books These guys gonna get you hooked Don't stop now, just take a look and don't forget to sign our Facebook. Because what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't going to ever, ever stop it. So if you want to go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com.
1: Welcome to episode 53 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. 16 more eps. 16 more eps? Really? 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 Yep. <sighs> we are such a child. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt right there. <laughs> our inner geek is feeling a little bit better. Ah, uh, marginally. Yeah, I'm doing quite a bit better. Although I had a little scare the other day. You know, we had that weird change. Like, uh, it was decent out and then all of a sudden it got really cold. <laughs> and then you woke up in the morning, it was really cold. And my throat was like sore because I wasn't properly like blanketed up the night before because it was hot when I went to bed. <laughs> so my throat was sore all day. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I've just got done being sick. I can't do this again. But it was just that one day for the change. The change. The change. I went through the change.
2: <laughs> One day, man. One day. People are going to be jealous.
1: I became a man.
2: <laughs> Thought they finally dropped. Uh, it took it took
1: a while. I was doing a lot of jumping up and down <laughs> uh, uh, on the bathroom floor. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and to work. And shower. <laughs> Got to take
2: these puppies for a test drive. <laughs> Good, good. Log
1: up the dogs for a while.
2: <laughs> uh, always bringing you the class, people. That's always what we do. Class.
1: I don't have a lot for general. Big thing, I guess. I want to make sure we say again. I know it's been a while since we said it, but this is the only main podcast that we are doing in October. So uh, I'm going on vacation over our next recording time, and uh, so this this will be it. I think. We'll have to see. Sarah and I have been hit or miss on who's the, who has issues getting to recording. Uh, the last few I think have been me, but I know she hasn't been feeling great either. So we may do draft picks. I think I have the, the time slotted before I go and after I go. Uh, it doesn't affect us, but we'll see. It's really, really up to if we're, if we can both make it. Uh, and, and if she's feeling better, of course, but yes, I'll be on vacation. I don't know if we'll bring anything with us, but we're going to, it, at the very least, we're going to have, uh, go to Universal Studios Halloween horror nights. So that'll be interesting. So I may come home alone because Megan will probably have to live there wherever she crawls up in a fetal position and dies. Uh, <laughs> I don't, don't know why she's pushing so hard to go to this thing when, <laughs> when she can't make it through a local one, but, <laughs> uh, because everything's better in times. Florida. Yes. Yeah, apparently she's going to just hang out there with everything her friends that are, poten- are potentially moving down there now. So I had that. And then of course I won't mention again, I, we said it in the Geek News, but we have two new members of the Geek Cast Network. So, uh, Geeks of the North and Rolling Dice and Taking Names, uh, both podcasts have joined the Geek Cast Network. So welcome to the family, guys. I know you had said something about it uh, jokingly last time. It was like, no, they only get one mention or whatever. I just want to point out the reason why I mentioned it in, in the news and here is because I've actually had conversations with people that didn't know we did geek news because they only uh subscribe to the, to main. the main feed the, or the main only feed. And that's one of the things that we do. And I've also had conversations with people that only are aware of us because of the game of crowdfunding, because that's the only feed that they subscribe to. So uh every once in a while, if I i have talking to somebody and, and two or three other people that might listen to our podcast, say something that ha- that. That we talked about in the news. I've got these, a couple of people are like, what, what are you guys talking about? That never happened. It's like, no, that's, you're, out, you're no, on, you're on. I listened to yeah, all 20 yeah. minutes of that podcast. Yeah, you're on a, you're <laughs> on a different feed. You're on a different feed. We, we did have that conversation. Uh, so I'd just like to mention it both places to make sure that they, uh, they get their proper welcome. I will allow it. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> so happy I have your permission now. <laughs> and that's really, I think all I got. we can I asked no questions this week, so people told me no lies. Game review.
1: All right, we are going to be taking a look at ours Victor from Trip West Games this time around. It kind of tags lines itself as the one hour war game, and times uh, two, times two. <laughs> nice. And so, uh, you know, we, we decided to take a look at this one. If the name sounds familiar to you at all, it is because they did, uh, back when they were doing the pre-order for the game, they did some sponsorship of the podcast. So, uh, we did talk about them at that point. And at that point, we kind of had said we were going to, uh, take a look at this game as soon as we could. We had some time set aside. Unfortunately, they had some delays in being able to ship things, which happens from time to time. You know, they didn't get them before the date that we had. So now that we've got it here and we've been able to play it, we get
2: to talk about it a little bit. It's a point control war game. Yeah. It's not area control. It's a, it's a point control. Right. It's two players on a hex grid. There's how many tiles? Six for the game, double-sided, and then there's...
1: There's nine double-sided tiles. Yeah, they were different-shaped tiles. Uh Yeah, they're double-sided, so the terrain is different on each side. And then there's also the command area tiles. Mm-hmm. Is that what they are, or capture points?
2: Capture points.
1: So they have tiles that you basically put over the same terrain type just to show that it is a capture point mm-hmm. that you can get some extra points for for being there. I don't have a backstory or a fluff story for this one. This one's pretty much straight out. They give you all kinds of pieces for armies, and there's really no, this is the red army, this is the blue army, as far as the units are concerned. You will be a red or blue army holder, but that comes in for your your banners. Mm-hmm whether your unit is a red unit or a blue unit is based off of your banner. So, you can take and mix and match any of these units that you want and uh if you look at I mean, some of them are kind of they look kind of regular military, a little uh, sci-fi kind of military, a little uh, a little mix and match of a little bit of everything and really you can take whatever whatever you want to make up your army. The interesting thing about that, and one of the things that really kind of intrigued me about the game, and one of the reasons why I was kind of happy to potentially take a look at, that, at it, especially not really being much of a war gamer, one, the fact that it was supposedly an hour war game, that's appealing, and two, the fact that you've got 80 points that you can deal with as far as building your army, but whatever you don't spend is basically your health. So if you spend 40 points, you're going to have 40 points of health. So you can make this big, grandiose army that you're hoping to overrun somebody with. But if they get through and and you've only left yourself 10 points of health for some reason, you may not last very long. You know, so it's that cool little balance there. And the banners are kind of interesting, too, because they're color coded for your army and then they're color slash symbol coded for the orders that you can potentially give your units. So that was kind of interesting too in the, in the fact that when you put your unit on the board, you pick, you assign a banner to it, but you pick which color, which symbol it's going to be depending on if you're first starting out or the card you played. Uh, because the cards that you have are numbered and symboled. Uh, so you'll have the, the gray and the yellow kind of, I think is what it was, right? Yes. They were gray and yellow. And then the grays have two different symbols and the yellows have two different symbols. So when you play a, let's say, yellow card and you decide to bring a one of your guys onto the map from your reserve, you have to assign it a yellow symbol. It doesn't have to necessarily be the symbol that you're showing, but it has to be one of the yellow ones. You can't put a gray symbol on it because you're bringing it in with a yellow card. And then anytime you play a yellow command card... You can only move yellow troops. And if your symbol matches, it's a one-for-one. If it doesn't match, you basically spend an extra one to trigger. And then again, like if you play a yellow, you can't move any of your grays. So it's this balance of, I mean, there's a lot of balances in this game, which I think is kind of cool. It's the balance of what you make your army out to be versus how many, how much health you keep. And then what symbols you assign where... And the balance between not having like going yellow heavy, cause you have a mix of yellow and, and gray cards. So if you go really yellow unless heavy. Unless you were me, in unless, which
2: case you'll go 13 cards yeah, before you see a yellow. Yeah. Unless you. <laughs> <laughs> bitter much? No. I gotta, I gotta kick out of that action.
1: And then, yeah, but then you also like. Load it up early. On I did have a yellow card for 13
2: cards. <laughs>
1: You'll build your armies. They have scenarios in the back that you can go by. And also, if you want to just kind of quick get into it, each of the scenarios, I believe, has a army as well. You can take the army that it shows you, which is what we did for our first game, is we took the first scenario and the armies associated with the first scenario and did the quick game. And that worked out well. So that, that was kind of cool.
2: Well, there's a variety of units. It's, there's kind of light infantry, heavy infantry, and then cav type units. And then one of your units is also nominated as your leader. Yeah.
1: And like Jordan had kind of said, it's not fully area control. It's more point control and whittling down your opponent before they can whittle you down a little bit of area control only in the aspect of the capture points if you want to try to maintain a capture point because if you maintain a capture point you whittle your opponent down faster
2: this is somewhat a tabletop version of like The Call of Duty or Battlefield hardpoint type maps where you're controlling, you know, you've got your three areas A, B, and C to control. Mm -hmm. The more you control, the more points you get or the slower your opponent develops points. And it's the same kind of thing here. It's We had three control points and uh, the scoring was basically done. Or the, the life removal <laughs> basically done by holding the control points.
1: Yep. You also get to remove, you get like a bonus removal if your HQ has one of the mm-hmm. control points. And you also get bonus removal if when it's your turn to do bleed, which is what they call kind of reducing your opponent's health, if you're the only HQ on the board. So early on, we kind of each got our HQs on the board fairly quickly. So neither of us took bleed from there. But then as soon as Jordan had taken off my HQ, I went for his HQ. So it was kind of almost, I was already down enough where that was a decision point I had to make pretty quickly to not allow you to keep your HQ around too much for that extra Drain. so it's all those little things that you're you kind of take into consideration
2: and then on top of that you can lose big chunks of life because you lose the army co- the unit cost yes. when it's destroyed so i took out one of your heavy dudes and it a cost of seven so that was a seven life loss for yep. you just in le- losing one unit
1: yeah and as far as we saw i mean there was there's really there's no heal you're you're not healing. Nope. There are some things to like adjust hits or something, stuff like that. So let's see on your turn, let's just go over what you do on your turn. And this is each individual's turn. So let's say it's my turn. The first thing I'm gonna do is bleed glory. Glory is the life. So that's where I take a look and see if one, I have any of the capture points and is my HQ on a capture point and is mine the only HQ out? And Buy all of that stuff, I go ahead and reduce Jordan's Glory. And then you play a card. So when you play a card, you know, you've got a hand of,
2: was it five? Yeah, I believe that's correct. You have a
1: hand of cards from your deck, and you decide which one you're going to play. You're playing, it's got a number, uh, which I believe is one through seven. And the number is how many Basically orders you're going to be able to do. So it's, you know, the higher the number, the more orders that you can give. And then there's the color slash symbol. So you play seven yellow biohazard symbol. I think was one of the yellow ones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you play that and now you've got seven action points to, or order points to spend on any units you have a yellow banner on. And remembering that it costs you one extra if you're doing something with the opposite yellow symbol. There's no carryover. There's no any of that. If you don't use all seven of those orders, you don't get to keep them for like the next turn. They go away. So you play the card. You collect all the order tokens that you're going to use or command tokens. And then you basically issue your orders uh, and spend your command tokens. And you put them on the unit to show that you've activated that unit because you can only ever activate a unit once and, and stuff like that. So you issue orders, and I believe it's pretty the common stuff. It's like advance, which is two, is like a double move, or or your your max move because there are symbols on your unit That are green and yellow are the two that I remember. So if you have, if you do advance, you do all of your movement no matter what the color is. Mm -hmm. If you do like an attack and move, you only get to move as much as your green arrows, your green movement symbol. Uh, so if you have any of the yellow symbols for movement, you stop before you do that. So that tells you how, how far you can move. And then again, you can do an attack and there's ranged attacks and there's uh melee attacks and all pretty standard stuff right there you know your ranged attack you'll have a range number so you know how far away you can attack to melee attack is adjacent that kind of stuff and then there's the terrain which provides cover and all of that good stuff so pretty typical stuff that you'd be used to in in this type of game uh and so you do all your orders and one player does all their orders at once it's not a back and forth so you know your opponent hasn't even produced their card yet hasn't shown it when you get done with all that then you draw a card and remove your counters you remove your counters as part of the cleanup yeah and then your opponent goes the other way to potentially lose glory is wiping out a unit because you'll your opponent will lose the cost of that unit in glory points And you basically keep doing this until somebody's at zero or all the units are off the board. And But between that and not only that, but the fact that you're potentially losing on the command points and all that stuff, it drains pretty good, pretty fast. It is. It can go fast.
2: If you happen to maintain control of all three capture points with your commander and your opponent doesn't have a commander on that's like a five point swing in a turn so
1: yeah and terrain can do various things too i mean what we kind of talked about but i mean as far as like movement it can stop movement it can provide cover all of that line block line of sight all of the the normal stuff that you'd be looking at there and that kind of brings me to that's actually one of the other movement types that i see here's the jump Yes. So there's the green, the yellow and the blue and the blue is jump, which basically means that you can ignore things that would kind of stop you from moving. Let's see. This is, uh, again, as a war game, there, there are dice involved. These are custom dice. So there are, uh, different types of, types of skulls, which basically all of them are hits in a normal unit, but some of them mean different things depending on if you have like a unit that's tough. So the ones that are kind of hollowed out are weaker hits. Like I believe Tuff said you need two weak Tough, hits. You two weak hits. To hit to equal one point of damage. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the pow hits or whatever, and those are the stronger hits. And then there's the push which is to move a unit back one space. So those are the, there, and of course, blanks, you potentially miss. And then there are three different colors of dice that do different things. So your white dice are your weakest, then your red, then your blue, uh, which will potentially give you more hits. For instance, going back to terrain, cover, if you have cover, that'll make whatever attack is happening be all white dice. So if they have stronger dice, uh, because you're in cover, they have to use weaker dice to try to attack you. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into? No, that's it.
2: Dice, tokens, okay, maps.
1: So, I mean, we'll, we'll go into components then, starting with. Now, again, this is a final version. This is not a Kickstarter. This is not a prototype. I think this was already on Kickstarter, it was very successful. Like I said, when we actually did this, when they, when Trip West games did the sponsorship of the podcast, they were done with the Kickstarter well beyond that. And they were taking pre-orders on their website, which, uh, I remember watching that back then and it did very well. So now they're into, I believe they're getting ready to, I don't know if this is, I think this is potentially coming into retail space now. Hmm. So this is a final version. We are not, we are not looking at a prototype at this point. Components. Well, one, you get a ton of components and it's, this is a war game and a potential you know, miniature style war game without the miniatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do it all with cardboard chits. And your units are all these fairly decent sized square cardboard chits. It's all icon driven, which isn't too bad because they do include a really nice quick reference sheet uh, that gives you a quick idea. I think like when we actually kind of really got into playing, uh, we referred to the quick reference sheet a lot more than we hit the rules Mm -hmm. after a while because all the symbols are on there for pretty much everything. (laughs) It's terrain. uh, They've got a nice little graph on what what terrain does what, what it provides. Does it block? Does it provide you cover? All that kind of stuff. All the the dice symbols are on there. Different orders. The orders you can give, advance, assault, and offsuit, which, again, the offsuit is the one where it's the same color but not the same symbol and you got to pay extra. So it reminds you of that there tells you about the different attack types and then all of the special ability icons and what they do, uh, which is really nice. And then they kind of give you a reference on the backside of the breakdown of what a unit looks like. So you get a ton of these units. I don't even remember how many. A lot. A lot. Yeah, there are a ton of units. And they're the one thing, they're double-sided, but they're not the same side. Right. So, you know, you can mix and match to make quite a, quite a uh, bunch of different units or armies, I should say. So you get those and you get almost all of this is cardboard chit other than what we uh, say is different. So you get your HQ and your banners for each color plus order tokens. Uh there's up to 7 order tokens because the max one is 7. There's two glory track trackers for each color uh because I think it what did it go up to like 30 or something like that and then you flipped it. Yeah. Cuz so when you were on the plus side that's when you knew the other one on the track was more than 30. You get a bunch of little double-sided wound counters basically so it's a one two three four you know each side so you can mix and match those to show how much damage is on a unit i didn't need
2: many of those yeah
1: yeah yeah. (laughs) the capture point tiles are all nice uh, hexagonal cardboard as well the nine terrain tiles are the cardboard shit and then they had a nice i kind of dug this that's a cool concept Yeah. yeah they had this heavy cardboard, same kind of style as the, the hex chit that frames the, the map basically once you build it. And on one side is, it basically tells you everything you need to know about setup and what you do on your turn, which is kind of nice. So it's a quick turn reference on the one side and then on the other side was the glory point tracker and it also had all the symbols so you could see what the symbols kind of meant real quick now it didn't go into detail on the symbols it just told you what they were but you also have the quick reference sheet on the table mm-hmm. that ex- does a quick explanation of it so I really like that I thought that was a really cool deal uh did a nice job of keeping all the tiles kind of in place and also served a really useful purpose while we were playing. Uh, and then there's cards in each of the colors the blue and the red so those are your command cards basically uh and again it's you've got uh I'm gonna I, I'm assuming there's one through seven of each suit mm-hmm. uh so there's you know four the, suits yeah four suits and one through seven of each suit uh and again you pull so many of those off and you you've got you've got a hand of those that you can choose from and you always refill your hand at the end of your turn and then we've got our dice which again are custom dice and they are etched they're not silk screened and there are they're not stickers they're not stickers (laughs) there's four red four white four blue so so patriotic so patriotic that is what you get with this game so saying all of that sir what did you think of the components
2: for the most part it's all very good. The quick reference sheets are definitely my favorite parts of the Component Tree. But for that small a box, there's a crap ton of cardboard in there. I mean, (laughs) it's a a hefty box uh, of cardboard. It's deceptively hefty. (laughs) Yeah. If you just pick that up with your fingertips walking by, you know, you you might drop it. My only real concern or issue, I'll say issue because it's my issue, is uh, (laughs) the artwork. Yeah, yeah. I've said it before, I'm not keen on stuff that looks like it's line drawings and it really does kind of look like line drawings on on the armies but that said i think whoever did the artwork or, or maybe the designers themselves i think they were a little bit influenced by warhammer 40k because there's a <laughs> lot of stuff on there that just reminded me straight up of 40k units and so i got a chuckle out of that that's that's not a bad thing in my mind that's mm-hmm. uh, like i said i got a chuckle the cardboard you know we were moving stuff around and we were flipping stuff around and it, it held up well there's you're gonna have to deliberately bend something if you're gonna you know accidentally damage your stuff and it looks like it's it, it's printed well i don't think it's going to be any corner peeling or anything like that anytime soon i think you'll i think you'll get a lot of good use out of these components but before you run into any wear problems yeah
1: and it's you know your command cards and stuff like that it's not like you're overly shuffling those and you're not like you're not going through the deck that many times during a mm-hmm. game and stuff like that Overall, I I love the quick reference cards. I think that was great. And it was kind of cool that they actually supplied two. You know, some sometimes, you know, it's a two-player game. They only need one, you know, kind of thing. So they supplied two quick reference cards. I thought that was kind of cool. I already mentioned the framework for keeping the the map together. I think that was really nice, a nice touch. Uh, And again, one side gives you your turn order. So, I mean, once you're used to kind of what's going on, you might have a couple reference-style questions but quick reference sheet turn order symbols right there i mean in the foundation of the game you're not going back to the rule book very much right that was kind of nice i'm with you kind of on the the artwork is not necessarily for me it's a little too uh simplistic and i don't know it, it doesn't appeal to me that much but that also isn't why I was sitting down to play the game uh, and it's a little bit didn't you mention that this was you you kind of got the heroscape vibe a little bit, yeah. yeah,
2: because it's all hex based and it's it's point based in divide design designing your army and the variable dice like heroscape has. Uh, you know this unit gets this many dice instead of having a okay. a straight number of dice per turn or something like that. It's not three d like heroscape, but just no yeah. the the basic hex you know maps that you put together to form the overall playing field and that right. kind of feel and I'm
1: just thinking of of it from the aspect of. You know, you got these conscripts that look like regular everyday army guys to guys like this called the Storm Lords Mm -hmm. and, you know, things like, so it's, it's not all, I don't want to say cohesive keeps hitting in my head, but that's not the word I I want. It's from various like genres kind of. So it's not just you're playing, you know, we're, we're playing germans versus somebody you know whatever it's it's you know storm lords and all this other stuff as well but yeah the the artwork wasn't quite it just didn't appeal to me it's 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 a preference thing but again while we were playing didn't really come i mean it wasn't like i was going going i wasn't like ah, jordan look at this you know <laughs> i think one of the other things that that i did kind of like for this and i wasn't sure like first looking at it i wasn't sure i think they did a fairly good job on the amount of information they put in such a small square unit that
2: that is very well done those unit cards have everything you need and well laid out yeah the symbology on it is excellent what are those
1: maybe a like a three by three square yeah yeah your units are roughly about a three by three square and just Looking at this here, this, the Stormlord, just looking at it, it's, uh, it's got a health of three, a cost of seven, a three plus on its ranged attack, which means it gets to roll a red, two white, and one blue die. And then its melee attack is two white and one red with a normal walk of one and a fast walk, if you will, of two and a take cover, which lets you, you may convert uh, one hit to a push. All of that is conveyed on this three by three square. (laughs) And along
2: with a picture of what it is.
1: Along with a picture of what it is and the the name of what it is. Mm-hmm. And other than looking up the symbol for take cover real quick, I read all of that just by looking at what is mm-hmm. being shown on the 3 by 3 square. Very well done. That was quite a feat in itself. <laughs> all right. So um mechanics. What did you think of the mechanics overall?
2: They're pretty sound. They uh the way the orders work, you know, you get your seven or up to seven order tokens per turn and it doesn't necessarily mean you're getting seven orders though, because some right. orders cost more than one token. But mechanically the the orders work well and the rolling the dice, like like I said before, I'm not a fan of the variable dice. Mm-hmm. You know, some dice are weaker, some dice are stronger. But the way they mix and match each unit it does give you a good impression of, you know, this unit is more powerful, you know, the storm lord is more powerful than the conscript as it shows <laughs> in, you know, the number of blue dice compared to the number of white dice. Mm-hmm. Everything's pretty, pretty intuitive. Once you get through a round, the movement rules are, are, are static. Everything is there unless you have jump, you gotta stop terrain causes you know the same things to happen everywhere uh so mechanically i think it's it's all very good the victory conditions are are well laid out how you win or how you lose is well laid out uh, and and how you get to eventual defeat is well laid out so yeah i think mechanically works really well and with the the double-sided tiles and all the scenarios in the back there's uh it leads to replayability um which is just going to continue to be smooth because everything from either using the the uh, the pre-gend armies that they give you in the books or, or or the very basic army building skills and not in a bad way but the army building rules are also very very simple uh you know it all works well together
1: yeah i kind of really enjoyed this i mean the the overall it, it was a very smooth play to get into to learn to and just down to to playing i i liked the I kind of liked having to make, sometimes you had to make the hard decision. Like, do I want, I know I'm going to potentially waste order tokens, but I need so many order tokens to kind of do what I want to do. And the fact that, you know, the cards I have in my hand don't always match the actual symbol I got out. So, uh, you know, and, and, You have to kind of do a lot of that. Okay, well, I'm doing, I want to do that with this unit and it's going to cost me an extra one because it's not the right symbol. And when can I ever move this guy? Oh, I don't have a card in my hand for that right now. So he's just going to get ignored for a minute. Uh, and hopefully I'd do the draw on the next one. Or four turns. Or four you know, turns, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I did kind of like all of that. I did kind of like a bit of the bringing a unit onto the board and figuring out what you want to put the symbol on. At one point you had asked me, and I don't know, obviously that would be a potential game change kind of thing. But if you made it a hefty command point cost or something, but changing out symbols... Because, you know, as it stands right now, once they're on the board, that's what they are. And now if you've, you know, you got all your grays up front and now you're getting yellow heavy (laughs) and you haven't been able to really. Because when you bring a unit, like I said in the beginning, when you bring a unit on, it's got to match the color of the card you play. Not necessarily the symbol, but the color of the card you play. So if you've got nothing but gray in your hand and you're running out of units on the board, you're going to pull in some more grays and then how you're going to start filtering in your yellow cards and mm-hmm. you can't really do anything with them because, again, you can't play a yellow card and ever move a gray unit. Uh It's just not possible. It's that's not the rules. E- folks. Yeah, it's not even a, a double payment. It's just, nope, that's not going to happen. Uh, and then there's no way to switch that unit potentially, but even with that, I mean, that I, I liked making all of those decisions along the way in this game. Not only doing that, not only trying to figure out and figuring out poorly, I will add, <laughs> how to not waste too many commands. Well,
2: points. order efficiency isn't, isn't as important. Right. Because like you say, you're, or at least I found it was very rare to get the exact right number for right. what I wanted to do that turn. I was either low or high. So uh, I was either left wanting or, or throwing away orders. So I don't think order efficiency is, 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 <laughs> is that important. Yeah. But it all played smoothly.
1: And in the grand scheme of things, I can't point to anything mechanically that I found really weak for this the dice thing doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you uh i i don't mind that as much which is kind of funny because there are other games that i'll i'll bitch about not being able to mitigate dice and you really don't have any mitigation of dice here other than going into cover and that's a mitigation on the other side Mm -hmm. so yeah but i mean it for the type of game this was and for what we were trying to play i actually enjoyed that part i i don't have anything i can really point to to say right here is where this
2: game fell apart for me (laughs) I think that would be when you reached zero glory. After I beat, yeah, you. that
1: that was that was horrible. Look, if you're gonna make a game <laughs> that a Canadian can win, stop sending it to me. Rules? Did you look at the rule book at all? I can't. I remember through if you the kind rule book. Yeah,
2: as we were doing stuff, and
1: the rule book is solid. Yeah, we're taking a look at a war game. I'm not a war gamer, and I was the one to first go through the rules and try to do the teaching. Uh, and while Jordan was here, he was fl- flipping through the rules and stuff. So combined with that and, again, the frame that tells you your turnover, it shows you your symbols, uh, the quick reference card that explains everything, we had no issues.
2: No, the the book itself is well laid out and gives you everything you need. It's got good examples.
1: Right. And it's not that big. And it goes into, I mean, it goes as far as, like, here we go, attack types. There's five. Five 5.1 is attack types. So there's a 5.11 Five point one two, I mean, and it's good sized headlines and stuff, so that you can find that the headers and stuff. So,
2: mm-hmm. no, it's a it's a solid rule book, and it's it was easy to easy to understand, even without an index. <laughs> Usually, we would say an index,
1: but you don't need it. This one actually pulled it off without needing one. But they have a pretty good like it's got table, a very of con- extensive table of contents, table of contents yeah. up front. Yeah, half uh, the first page.
2: <laughs> teachability. You taught me. I learned it. Done. There was, this is our new format.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One sentence. There was mechanics. Yep. Had them. There's no
2: really (laughs) need to go, uh, reference the book. Uh, we spent most of the time on the quick reference cards and that was only because we hadn't memorized all the symbols yet. So teachability. Yeah, Yeah. I think this is a very teachable game.
1: Yep. We did hit the rule book once or twice, but again, it was so well laid out that we found stuff pretty quick and it really didn't get to a point where Took us out of the game? No, not at all. Yeah, teachability. Cause it was easy
2: stuff to do while we were just back and forth in right. the book. Well, on the other person's turn. Yeah.
1: With everything that's out in front of you on the table, without the rule book you can kind of pretty much keep going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all laid out there for you. So yeah, teachability on this one is really good. This is a good gateway war game, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it it accomplishes I think what what Trip West was trying to do with with making the one hour war game theme eh. I didn't get a lot of theme out of this I mean it's uh, uh there's no you know there's no fluff there's, there's no, no there's no explaining to me why the storm lords are are trying to take out the calvary
2: but you, you don't need that it's it's not good right. It's not that's not that. You style don't need of game. the the new Dark Eldar Codex to, to play this game. <laughs> it's it's not that kind of game. It's right, and it's you can mix and match. Blue. And you, you know, can mix
1: and match your Stormlords and your Calvary. Yeah, Sometimes you they're friends. Sometimes they don't like each other, just like us.
2: <laughs> One a little bit more than the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the theme is kind of pasted on, but I mean that's true of a lot of non-historic war games. You know, this this isn't like the World War II Avalon Hill games from. From, you know, the 80s.
1: Right. Unless there's something on their website. They, they're they not attempting backstory and novels to tell you yeah. why this fight is happening.
2: But they don't need it. You're, right. You're not making an emotional investment in this game. It's it's a one-hour game. Yeah. All right. So,
1: fun factor slash
2: overall. Okay. So, I'll preface this with, okay. I'm not the cardboard war game player. I like minis. That's where I do my tabletop gaming, mm-hmm. on, the, on the plastic and metal side. This was an enjoyable game. It's nothing that I want to add to my collection, but I'm glad we got it uh, sent to us so that you have it, because this is something that I would not mind playing again, because we always have time for two-player games. It's enjoyable. It's fast. Once you... I mean, it's the one-hour game, and we played, like, in two hours, but that was just chit-chat, and we weren't just concentrating on the game. So Mm -hmm. I can definitely see where if you and your opponent sit down and concentrate only on the game, this will be a one-hour game. So, it's enjoyable, it's fast, it's not particularly grindy, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a heavy game like that. You're not doing deep strategy, or at least I wasn't. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Clearly I wasn't. Maybe there's a, a different <laughs> level of player out there that have, you know, I should check the BGG boards on this to see what level of game, game theory they've got going on for this, but. This is, for a war game light, and like you said, it's a good uh, gateway war game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, despite the fact that it's not uh, the type of war game that I generally like to play, I do recognize that it's a well-put-together, well-run game, and I did enjoy it.
1: And then I come from a slightly other side of the fence where I don't do miniatures and I prefer not to do miniatures if I can help it. So this was kind of right up my alley then. And this is something that I, I did enjoy playing. I had a lot of fun with, like you said, if we're kind of trying to figure it, like we actually get a night where we can game, I would have no problem with this being the game that we brought out to the table and playing again. I had a lot of fun with it despite the horrible, horrible loss I took. (laughs) so yeah i I really did enjoy it, and I do really think now am I gonna sit down and try to get Megan to play this? No, <laughs> uh, but somebody that's curious about war games or that might want to know more about that side of gaming if they've been gaming for a while and haven't quite got into the war game side of things i this is something I'd definitely sit down and 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 check check out with them. This is something that I would definitely potentially put in my tub for kind of the North. But I get it wet. <laughs> Potentially put myself for Con of the North as one of the walk in and play games that I could potentially, if somebody's got, you know, the hour or whatever to learn a game, uh, this is one that I would have no problem sitting down and, and having people learn. Uh, so yeah, I, I enjoy it for that aspect. You talked a little bit, you know, you brought up the, kind of like the BGG and that, that side of the community. I, I did kind of want to mention, I mean, over on the Ars Victor site, they actually do have some form of community it seems like because there is yeah they've uh, got unit yeah they got like like, yeah they got tournaments and and uh and they've got submitted armies and and stuff like that so it looks like they've got a fairly decent community already kind of built around the game which is kind of cool to see as well so there you go that is what we think of ours victor from trip west games
2: what we're watching so what we're watching doctor who couple up since our last recording kill the moon i wish they had just killed everybody instead (laughs) i thought that was a horrible app that made me want to cheer for the thing in the moon
1: i've heard a couple of people that i listened to say that that was their favorite episode yet and get off the
2: pipe people Stop packing the bowls. Time for detox. I'm not sure where I. I don't.
1: I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, this. So last, and I haven't talked to Megan about, it, so I. I don't know how she felt about it coming up because she's one. I know she's she's a big Clara fan, so I know that's that's a strike for you already. <laughs> she doesn't. Yeah, I will say I've point.
2: enjoyed Clara up until this up a lot more than in previous yeah. seasons.
1: But yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think there's been a stellar episode yet this season. Well, you're wrong because the last two
2: apps were very, very good. Okay. No, you're wrong. No, they were excellent. They were (laughs) stellar. Uh huh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a definitive episode so far for this season that'd be like, yes, this, this is why you should be watching this.
2: This is not why you should be watching it. This time heist was the app you should be skipping.
1: Right. Time heist was okay, but I just still don't think in the grand scheme of things, I don't
2: have a yes yet, you know. Time Heist and Silence or whatever that up was. Listen, listen, those were the two, my two favorite. They have supplanted blank. Those are my two favorite of the new series.
1: Yeah, I completely disagree with you on Listen, but Time Heist was okay. I just, yeah, I don't have a breakout one <laughs> so far.
2: Anyways, more on the Jeff is Wrong. <laughs> Big Bang that continues to be mediocre this season. I'm not liking it this much.
1: Yeah, we just... We got caught up last night. Yeah, I'm with you.
2: (laughs) I will admit I like Penny's hair, but that's really not relevant to the show itself. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I don't think I'm there with you either.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's just, uh, it's not been, I I haven't found it that funny and I haven't found it that uh, engrossing. It's last season and the season before that, it was kind of watched the same night once it started to record a little bit or at the very latest the next day. But now I'm kind of at the point where it's, you know, if we let it pile up, I don't think i will be that broken up.
1: Yeah, and some people uh, think we're in the minority. There's so many people that want to hate on that show. I think it's been a solid show up until now. Yeah, and but it, I, it, I agree with you. It's I I
2: know a lot of people that say it's not a good geek show because it's you're laughing at the geeks, mm-hmm. and I admit. But sometimes I'm laughing at them because I'm laughing with them. Right. You know, I I, I don't see the a lot of the anti geek hate that a lot of people seem to to heap on the show.
1: Me either, and. I see a lot of stuff that would clearly, maybe not at the same level, but clearly happen within our own group. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: we're the first to like go after <laughs> you, like, and still remain friends. <laughs> we finished off Defiance. So finally got the last three or four episodes of that Oot. done.
1: And it's been renewed.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: I don't remember if we ever said that, but uh, if it was we did. Awesome.
2: We've done it again. It's worth saying twice. Defiance has been renewed. Let's say it a third time. Hey.
1: So how about that Defiance? I hear it's been renewed.
2: I think it has. I think but so it's so. sci-fi, so you never know.
1: They're going to turn it
2: into <laughs> some kind of hybrid. <laughs> They're just going to turn it into three movies over the course of the season <laughs> instead. Defy ants. <laughs> that'll be the next big bad for next season yep. ants that came up after the the terraforming machine shut down that's what's going to come out of new york big old terraformed <laughs> ants then they pretty much kind of
1: destroy new york in that one it, well yeah they it, turned it into so, whatever so alien that's foils. where avalancha is going to come from there for, you go. for sci-fi's movie <laughs>
2: shirked <laughs> Puss. that's the crossover yeah Once a week, it's going to be the Wednesday night or whatever night Defiance is going to be on next year, is is then going to follow up with their monster movie of the week. So I watched Scorpion, the first ep of that, and that's a show that I wanted to stop watching after eight minutes. Eight minutes. Sarah wanted to keep going, so we did. But this was, okay, they say the main character is based on a real person and events in the show are going to be based on things that they may have Mm -hmm. done for Whatever agency they're supposed to be. But, oh my god, this was the worst. <laughs> this was the worst vomit of tech terms just thrown into. The, there were Star Trek next generation tech moments with LaForge and data that actually made more sense than this show did. This, this was horrible. I think it's
1: still on our DVR. We haven't watched it. Don't,
2: yet. <laughs> I, I, unless you have a masochistic streak or you just want, cuz it's not even amusing. It's just so so wrong. So wrong. Oh my god, the backups are corrupted and if we take <laughs> another backup we're going to lose our last oldest good backup. Well, then stop the backup cycle. <laughs> cuz you don't need to go offsite to find the the last Wait, uh, Go ahead
1: uh, share, share where offsite was though. I I do know a bit. Holy about.
2: shit! It just looked like a storage <laughs> oh, locker. I,
1: I thought that wasn't it the one where they like they had to pull the last good backup off the plane.
2: Oh no no! <laughs> they got the last good backup from the offsite storage. Which okay, I'll give them props for a real time backup solution. That was at least <laughs> technically accurate, if that's what they were actually going for. <laughs> but the dude just walked up to the drive array and pulled it out. And then they get back to the cafe, the diner where they're set up because it had wireless. They get back to the diner where they're set up and are surprised that between that and sticking it in the door where the radio, where the speakers were, it's corrupted now and there's no <laughs> readable data. So no, then their solution is to. Get in a really fast car mm-hmm. and drop a cat five. <laughs> Cause apparently this, all of these jumbo jets have 40 feet of cat five cable on them <laughs> through the bottom access hatch to get on their laptop. Oh, bye. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's one of the better points. There was so much attempt at techno jibber jabber that was just. It's just stupid. I sat there all night with one hand on my eye just to keep the vein above my eye from popping right out of my skull. And now you know what it's like to watch Arrow with Megan. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that brings me to my next. So after having Sarah sit beside me for the entire forty-four minutes going, just let it go. Just let it We then watched How the First Ep of How to Get Away with Murder. And she spent an entire hour Trying to crochet, but instead going, Oh, dear, oh worst lot professor ever. Why would you do that? No, there's no need. <laughs> da- so I looked at her and I just started laughing. And she's like, What do you recall like two nights ago when, <laughs> when we were trying to watch Scorpion and you wouldn't let me turn it off? And the worst thing about it really, Scorpion, but it's an HTML tag that's actually just end Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Why? So, it's just the first and last app? What? There's just no more Scorpion? What?
1: It's like break. (laughs) Doesn't need a start tag. Just make it a REM statement or something, you
2: know? (laughs) Scorpion. (laughs) She has recorded another app of how to get away with murder, though. So, I I don't know if I should take that as a hint at this point or what. I don't know. And then, been watching a little bit. Not as much, but uh, a little bit of SG-1 every time I... Have a free hour or so to, to watch something.
1: Before I get into what I watch, I'll say what I told Megan to just go ahead and delete <laughs> Z Nation. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, I've heard so many bad things about that. I don't even, I don't even want to put myself through it. Go ahead and get rid of it. So she's like, okay, <laughs> and she she deleted it, took it off the recording schedule, everything. So new, <laughs> potentially dodged a bullet there. So yeah, Doctor Who for me as well, of course. Sons of Anarchy, still loving that last season. So. We try to watch that the next night because it's usually it records tonight and it usually re- record it's a later show. So we usually watch it on Wednesdays if we can. Gotham. I did start watching Gotham. So I got uh, <laughs> Yes. So what? Three, four episodes in now. Something like that. I don't know. I'm not watching it. Yeah. We watched it last night. I think forgot what we watched like as it was recording. We watched something as it was recording last night. Anyway, still kind of enjoying that. There's I think the second. Episode had a couple kind of hammy moments or goofing, but over, overall and overarching, I'm really enjoying the show. And I think it's, it's a good little take. And there's not as much, you know, there's not very much Bruce in there, at least at the
2: moment. Alfred is a badass.
1: I'm enjoying that. It's kind of the, you know, the early just, beginnings of all of I've everything. seen a
2: few commercials and stuff like that. I'm just going to say the older Sean Pertwee gets, the more he looks like his dad. <laughs> at some point, they just need to cast him as the doctor. <laughs>
1: Yeah, do a, next time they want to do a A meet myself or something. Yeah. 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 Bring them in. I like the actress that they have playing Selena Kyle, the early days of Catwoman. She's kind of cool. Face Off, still watching that. Ink Master Rivals and all the drama. Ray Donovan, we watched the season finale last night. So that one is over. Season finale was eh.
2: Ray Donovan. I thought thought we were going to say Ray Don Randell for a second there. (laughs) (laughs) He got his own show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: just kind of ended. You know, it was, was kind of weird. Like the season or is that the end of the show? Well, I, as far as I know, it's just the season. I haven't really investigated whether it got renewed or not, but it was just kind of a really mellow ending kind of thing. It was just really not what I was expecting, I guess, because they had all this. It, it was so tense and everything through the last, last half of the season. I think. And it was just you kept waiting for Ray Donovan to just snap. <laughs> and he almost kinda did a couple times. And then it just kind of went away. It's just really weird. Love the show overall, but season finale was kinda eh. Modern Family is back. We've been watching that one. I like that one.
2: Oh yeah, we did watch the first two episodes of that.
1: Did you catch blackish show? Yes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you catch I didn't wanted nothing to do with it and and actually Megan wasn't gonna record it and we just caught it
2: and it's funny as hell that first. No, I. Uh, so she put it on the record. <laughs> I, I for the first two apps. Thank you for bringing that up. I totally forgot about it because <laughs> when I saw that it was Anthony Anderson, yeah. I was like, okay, let's give that a shot. And it's, uh, it's not the Huxtables, you know, no. which, which is refreshing, but it's not you know sanford and son or the gangbanger trying to do good either you know so it's it's a nice representation that's that's what i'll go with and everybody on there is has been really good the kids all the yeah. kids and him and his wife and uh lawrence fishburne i i like lawrence fishburne i think he's my favorite character put some shoes on yeah i didn't see my dad without shoes until i was 30
1: or when he supposedly helped the daughter he's like- like, well, what did you say to her? It's like, I don't know. She said some stuff. I pretended to listen. And then I said some vague soothing. I'm Morgan Freemander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good show. I, I was pleasantly surprised. It yeah. was like I said, it was just kind of a neither one of us were going to watch it. And it kind of came on and it stayed on. And we're like, OK. And then I think Megan added it to the list. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back on. And that has been a treat as well. That was one, you know, we watched the first season and kind of that was the same thing as what happened with Blackish. We, it just was on and we weren't going to watch it. And then we started watching it and started laughing and started recording. Uh, so season two has not been a letdown so far either. I think I talked about it last time. Can't remember if I did or not, but we just watched a couple more episodes of that here recently and, and still enjoying it. Still love that show. I don't remember if I said, did I say I finished the league? I know I was power watching. Nah, you were still through. Yeah. So I finished the league, which Netflix had up to season five, I think. So I finished all of that. And then I moved on to, and this I could not remember where I was at all. So I just started from the beginning. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia is my new power watch right now. And I think I'm up to end of season two right now or something like that. I skipped a couple because there are a couple like I've seen not only like when they were on, but I've watched two or three times like when they've been on afterwards so I was like no I know this this episode forward and backward I'll keep going so I'm just going through that because I know somewhere towards the end of what they have on Netflix is at least a season or two that I haven't seen and then probably one or two seasons in there somewhere where I've kind of hit and missed that was kind of when it started to fall off our radar for some reason and really that's all I've got right now (laughs) what jordan is reading
2: slash listening to (laughs) because i got nothing i am still trying to work my way through that fork goes again book diplomatic immunity (laughs) i it's just not good i (laughs) it's become my upstairs bathroom book because i don't use it upstairs because after every page yeah that's (laughs) it's it's just i'm at like 70 percent through and i'm like blow up the station i think that's that's the (laughs) quickest solution right here just have everybody die uh it's really sad because every book up to now has been really really enjoyable but this she has just missed every mark for me still listening to saga of the seven sons (laughs) talk about messing with your head the audible says chapter 11 Mm -hmm. so i don't know how they break up their chapters (laughs) i was like holy crap chapter 11 the actual chapter, I'm like a chapter in like 92 or something like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a bit farther along than, than apparently they think I am. But <laughs> I think it's almost done. They've gotten to the point where they've kind of established all the young characters as they're going to be the mains and they've done a good job of getting rid of all the old characters. And you've got the foreign enemy and then you've got all the politicking going on within the established races and how they're going to shoot themselves in the foot rather than <laughs> work together to defeat the foreign enemy. Even though all they need to do is say, sorry, since it's typical, <laughs> sorry, they, they brought it upon themselves. That's, you know, that's the thing. They brought it upon themselves, but because they have no reference for what the aliens are and don't understand what they did and the aliens don't communicate with them. They just come out and blow stuff up. They don't understand that they brought it upon themselves yet. Not seeing the issue so far. No, you know. but but They've got six more books to figure it out. (laughs) And then I'm listening to Monster Hunter Nemesis as well, which is more Larry Korea, the Monster Hunter series. This is another one that doesn't have anything to do with the mains from the first three books. This one focuses on Frank's federal agent from the Monster Control Bureau and takes him in a really different, different path than what he has previously been established. His name's Franks. It's believed it's short for Frankenstein. They think he lets people believe that he's... She's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein monster. It's not quite that. Not going to spoil it, though, people. Uh, Come
1: on. You read it yesterday. It's not a spoiler. (laughs) Well, I'm not done yet, though, so
2: I'll save it for when I'm done. (laughs) But uh, even though it's not the mains from MHI, Franks was like my favorite secondary character uh so it's it's turning out well they he took it like i said in a really strange twist for frank's origins but i'm liking it it's it's working latest issue of rat queens is out i read that it focused on violet it seems strange i had to go back and check to see if i'd missed an issue or something because they were like in the middle of a story at the end of issue seven Mm -hmm. and then issue eight just goes on to her childhood (laughs) like was i at six did i miss seven (laughs) but then seven ends with her waking up and she'd been knocked unconscious. So she was just having a dream sequence. <laughs> so you learn about her early dwarfhood days and, and life with her family. And, uh, the most recent issue of letter 44. I think it's the most recent issue. The aliens have stopped building their spaceship. Uh, they've activated whatever they're going to do, but we don't know what that is yet. Cause that was the cutoff that was, uh, the chandelier, as they call it, boom has activated. So now we find out what it is. What it is. And then, uh, I thought it was going to be another clip app, like 7. 7 was really disappointing because it was just a clip app on how the history of all the astronauts, two, three pages. And it started off again back on Earth uh, in Afghanistan. And I'm like, another one? Come on. I mean, the first six, six shoes were really solid, but this last one sucked. And if you're going to keep doing this, you know, I'm done. But, but it uh, didn't quite turn out that way. And that's all I have on the listening. <laughs>
1: What we're playing.
2: Well, didn't you listen to me last time?
1: No. (laughs) I have been listening to you for like two hours. Don't don't I know it. (laughs) At least you're not drooling. Hey,
2: Jordan, what are you playing? (laughs) I accidentally won a game of Doomtown. (laughs) Accidentally. uh... Well, I wasn't aware that I was going to win the game. That was not my master plan at I'm the not time. Not sure
1: we were aware what we were playing
2: for part of it.
1: Don't get us wrong; we like the game.
2: I do like the game. It was just uh, don't don't mess don't send a mail. coincidence that uh, I won at, at the end of that turn because that was not my plan.
1: That was very much our learning game. If there ever was a learning game. That was our learning game.
2: <laughs> oh, 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 oh! So that's how that works. <laughs> well, that that is the end of the game. Oh, okay, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> Didn't mean to win, but I'll I'll take the victory. Then we got in a good evening of Netrunner that mm-hmm. same night, and we split there. It was another thing where neither one of us had played our decks, and we both spent a lot of time frustrated trying to remember <laughs> like, what
1: the hell. What how? Why did I for. build this deck? What the hell is the purpose of this deck? It's usually after game, right? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Flipping through what you never got to see. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's why I did this. For the okay. agendas that you took away from me <laughs> yeah. so I they yes. were not twigging the memories. Oh, that was a hard, hard game for you. Yeah, it was. That, that one was not only were they three-point agendas each. I took both your three-point agendas, but they were part of why you built the deck.
2: Yes. <laughs> that was not good for you. That was my tag deck. You were never it. <laughs> nope. no nope. <laughs> And then I picked up Wolfenstein New Order on the console, and it was enjoyable. There's no online mode, so I don't get to run around and shoot people. But it was a fun story. It was good. I mean, it was linear. It's your standard shooter. You don't have a lot of options. Just go take the corner, shoot whoever's around the corner, keep going. It's standard modern shooter. It's a lot better than the last Wolfenstein was. It's, <laughs> it's in the 60s now, and yeah. Uh, you're on a sub. You go to the moon. You're running around Western Europe, Eastern Europe, I guess. It's and Berlin. It's 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 an enjoyable story as which is not necessarily something you'll hear me say about a <laughs> a shooter anymore these days. But it was fun. And it was funny. There's uh, enough humor in there to, to break it up from just being a standard kill the Germans kind of thing. It was no. It was a good game for. I don't know, 15 bucks, whatever I paid for it. And then uh, I mentioned it last time, so I mentioned it again. I got in some work on my skull crushers. I uh, <laughs> mixed up a bit of purple, like I said. I wanted a darker purple, and I didn't have a purple that I wanted, so I just mixed up some so the darkest purple I had with some black, and then I lightened it up again with a slightly different hue of uh, of pinky purple. And it's got a nice pinky purple, <laughs> yes. It's got a nice uh, indigo hue to it now that it's uh, dry. I wasn't shooting for that, but I think it took the color of the the rust base underneath really well. So I've got this nice. Uh, the the beasts themselves are still going to be primary red juggernauts, but the the warriors on top have this nice indigo thing working on them. So now I'm working on uh, waiting on a couple metallics because I was out of the metallics that I wanted, and I don't have the talent to do near metal non-metallic metallics. So <laughs> I'm just waiting on the nice metal looking paints to. <laughs> To try to finish them off, I think. Tomorrow's gonna be a really good day. I'm gonna finally gonna get skull and shackles. <laughs> I'm gonna get my war store order. I'm getting three deliveries tomorrow. I don't know if I'll get
1: my stuff tomorrow, but I, I do have two pre orders that shipped, unfortunately. My skull and shackles base is in a different pre order, so I'm getting <laughs> like the getting first expansions? adventure pack.
2: Oh, the adventure pack, okay. <laughs> Anyway.
1: So I'll have a nice skulls and shackles adventure. Well, when pack. we get
2: to, yeah, I'm getting the base game, <laughs> the five, six expansion and the sorcerer class deck. I wasn't going to get the next adventure path until I actually finished the first <laughs> adventure path. So yeah, my uh, juggernaut, my skull crushers, I feel I made good progress. Hopefully they look good. Hopefully they'll look as good <laughs> on the table as they do in my mind with my, with my mental image netrunner doomtown you got those
1: strife legacy of the eternals i got some extra games in because i put up three videos here recently so strife legacy of the eternals is one of them that's on kickstarter right now so we played that i actually really like that game it's kind of cool for the fact that it's just it's smaller not necessarily it's kind of a micro game because it's just a little tin um it's an easy backpack kind of style game but The fact that you got your zero through nine and they have special abilities and each it's a two-player game, so each player has the same zero through nine, but it's all on how you're going to use them. And each one has a battle ability and a legacy ability. So your battle ability is what you trigger when you're actually going for a location. The legacy ability triggers because every time it hits the discard pile, now it's your legacy champion. So you'll always use basically each character twice use it in a main battle and then it's going to switch over and then the next battle, it's going to be kind of like your support. Mm -hmm. So it was was kind of cool. It was a lot of fun kind of playing around with that. I I had a good time with that one. Uh, We got in some hooch uh, and I did a video here for that here recently as well. And uh, Chromo Cubes did that one. That was a lot of fun. Megan and I sat down and played coloring (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I put that video up, I think, today. Did I put
2: that today? No, yesterday. 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 I saw it go up yesterday. Yeah.
1: So, uh, that was a lot of fun. It was kind of an interesting take on just you know, a game around coloring. It was kind of cool. So we got that one and I might end up having to back that one. Megan might want, uh, that one for the family. So will was... you put it
2: on these shelves or those shelves?
1: <laughs> uh, probably those shelves. I don't know. <laughs> it, it is. It's just one of those things like her, like her and her sister. Like the color and the nieces and nephews and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a good family game for sure. It's kind of a cool little, little concept. A little bit of Star Realms. I actually haven't been playing as much Star Realms as I normally do. That's primarily because I tend to not, and this is nothing on anybody. I tend to not challenge people because I've got so many other things going on, but I'll always accept a challenge and I'm running low on challenges right now. So. I just don't send out a lot of challenges because I've usually got, like, my attention will go elsewhere unless my tablet's going off telling me it's it's time for my turn or something. So I've kind of uh calmed down on that a little bit right now, at least until the next time everybody decides to send out challenge requests. Dungeon Ascendants I've talked about before. I still play that one off and on, uh, and I've been playing it here recently, and there's one thing, like, to un, you can unlock other, did you ever get dungeon ascendants? Cause I know Michael talked about it and I got it and I started talking about it because we used to play the desktop dungeons that we had on our, on our laptops and stuff. And it's very reminiscent of that game, but you have to, you know, there's certain criteria to unlock extra characters to start using them. And I've been working on the criteria of using one of your, I think it's warrior class characters, but not the default one. So use one of your other ones to get through all the hard dungeons and that'll unlock another character. And I've been trying to do that for a while and I'm stuck on the second to last hardest dungeon because the last one is just a random. It's like now we'll take elements of all of the hard dungeons, you know, and it'll be different every time you start the game. But the one I'm stuck on was the the mill, which has a lot of these like mosquito looking creatures. And if you attack them uh the next food damages you and all the all the monsters. But you gotta kind of balance that out because the you can attack something and then eat the food and kill yourself, right? If you're not careful. So and every time you eat food, any damaged creatures heal. So every time you heal yourself, they heal too. So it's kind of that line. And the character I'd been using, the one that I had got the farthest in, was the knight, which is every time you attack a different creature, you get like plus half damage so you eventually start and then as soon as you hit like a plus one plus two so your damage kind of goes up but you have to attack different creatures and for the longest time i didn't read all the way through it and i couldn't understand why i kept losing my bonus you also have to have a certain amount of mana every time you do that so if your mana drops down all of a sudden you're wiped out to zero and it was just frustrating the hell out of me and it's it's a hard one to do and today i finally did it so now i'm on the random for my last my last hard dungeon to see what character I unlock. Oh, you have no idea, dude. I, there's so many times I wanted to throw my phone. It's like, come on. So yeah, there's that. We have one game to talk about, but before that, I just want to mention this. I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it on my phone just to remind myself, but I want to put it on my tablet. Hopefully, I haven't checked to see if it's compatible with my tablet. I'm hoping it's compatible with my tablet. But I downloaded a uh, Droid Tower. Today, hmm. which is the android version of the dark tower board game oh nice it complete uh, supposedly with like the sound everything and uh so i read about that today ran out and, f- and found it on, on the google play store immediately Uh actually i couldn't find it doing a search with my phone but i found the link and i put it on my wish list, and then went back to my phone and brought up the wish list and downloaded it that way. And now I'm going to try it on my tablet. But I want a working dark tower so bad, that game. And I used to love that game as a kid. So I went ahead and grabbed that today. I'm going to start playing that hopefully here soon. So we actually have another game to talk about that is on Android, and it's called Six Takes with an exclamation mark. Six takes! Six takes! And this is the, well, for us, it's the Android version of the card game. It's uh, known as Six Takes. It's known as Category 5. It's known as Six Nymphs which is the version I think that we have because it's re-themed, I think, every with every name. Mm-hmm. So Six Nymphed, I believe, is the one with the bulls and, and stuff like that. So we were asked to take a look at this game, and we were sent a uh, review copy, basically. So we've got like the test version or whatever, but it is available through Google Play. I think it's like $1.99. And if you haven't played Six Nymphs, uh, basically what you're doing is you've got a handful of cards, uh, and and everybody has a handful of cards, and they go from like one to 103, I think, is mm-hmm. the top one, if I remember right. And then there's going to be a line of cards, five? Five. Five, uh, five cards face up with whatever number they are, and you can have a row of five cards, and you're trying to get the least amount of points possible. And the points are not based on the numeric of the card. Each of them has bull symbols. And so scattered throughout the numbering system, uh, some will be worth one bull. Some will be worth up to, I forget, seven or it eight. seven one. Yeah. yeah. So they're worth varying points if you get stuck with them. Uh, and what you have to do is everybody simultaneously picks a card. Uh, they're all revealed at the same time. And the lowest card goes first. And it goes onto the board. If it is close to one of the face up ones, it goes to whichever one it's close to numeric, you know, the, the smallest amount of difference between the number. Uh, it'll go in that row. If it's under anything that's already out. So let's say that, you know, the lowest card face up is a six and you play a four. You're going to wipe out. Well, you're actually going to have your choice of which row you want to wipe out. Uh, but you're going to take that point or points or however many points are in that row. And then your four will now be the starting card. Uh, and all of the cards kind of flip and go into their respective areas. And you can only have five cards in the row, including the one face up. So if you have that sixth card and it's closest to the last card in that row, you're going to wipe that row, take all those points, and your card is going to be the start of the new row. And you basically keep doing this until all the cards go. Now, have you only played on the short? No, I've tried the long. Tried the long, yeah. That's what I'm playing now, because I finally got my zero point win on the short, so I started trying to play the long. So there's a that that's kind of there's a short and a long, and there are different difficulty levels too for the AI, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. We said we were gonna take a look at it. I wasn't sure what you were gonna think of it, and then all of a sudden I get a message from you saying
0: I don't remember that was like a week and a half
2: ago. (laughs) Good God, I don't remember what I had for
1: breakfast. Well, maybe we need to see if somebody will send us some memory games.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lumosity.com.
1: Well, you had kind of said something positive. Yeah, right. I mean, you were basically like, these guys have got a really good game. And yeah, it was. It was. It's a lot of fun. The one thing I do kind of like, and and this is another one of those things where I'd probably like it over the physical version. I'm not sitting here doing math. Like, am I closer to that one or that one? And, uh, because it all, once, once everybody's revealed their card, it all automates basically yeah. and, and puts it in the proper place. Uh, so that's kind of nice. So the, what you got to, you've got to choose the card. And if you have your choice of wipe out, you choose which one you wipe out. Otherwise it pretty much kind of automates through the process mm. and, and, uh, it, it's kind of cool. And it's, it sounds very simple and it is very simple to kind of get, but it actually takes like. Almost a half a game or whatever. Once you do that first screw up to realize, then you're like, Oh, that's, yeah, okay. (laughs) That I just got stuck with a lot of points, not thinking about that.
2: It's the best part of the game is the reveal because that then then you see how well or how poorly you're going to do. You know, it's like I put down a 69 and it's, it's the next closest is 66. Yeah. So does, is somebody else throwing out the 67 and the 68? Yeah. And that's, I'm going to be the fifth, the sixth card. Oh crap. Yes, I am. Yeah. And I've, I've just absorbed. Uh, you know, it lays down each card. Like you say, I know I'm going to absorb nine points here. That's not going to be good.
1: Or every once in a while, you also get those surprise moments where another row that you weren't even thinking about gets wiped out yep. and you actually end up fine. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I really, I, I really enjoyed this game. I thought
2: it was a really well it done. It is fun. Game. That's yeah. been on my tablet and getting daily play. Like
1: I wanted to, you know, cause we've talked before that Megan's a card game player and stuff like that. And she, plays a lot of stuff on her tablet like while we're watching movies while we're watching tv the whole thing she's always got like a golf song played it a lot
2: while we were watching
1: scorpion (laughs) nice (laughs) so i wanted to know what she thought so one night i i was like you know i i told her i wanted her to check out this game and then one night i brought it over my tablet and i started to explain it to her and i kind of had it on my lap and i thought i wasn't sure what to think and before i knew it I think she had played like five or six games in a row and she's like, Oh my God, this, yeah, this is addicting. She's like, no, oh, no, one more game. And I'm like, do I need to leave you alone with my tablet for a while? Should I go do some other things? Just don't nope, open the nope. browser. Don't open the browser. No, nope, you're fine. You're fine. Da- oh, next game. <laughs> so just from even that aspect, just sitting down and going, Hey, I want to show you this game. Let me, let, let me get your opinion of it. And all of a sudden she's like five or six games in like that. You know, and that really is the type of game this is. It's like, it, it plays quick because it is so automated and you're, you know, especially if you're playing the short game, mm-hmm. uh, you can run through those really, really quick. And then you're, you're, if you're not winning, you're coming in second, third, or even fourth or whatever and you have that, ah, all right, let me do that again moments and you have those moments over and over again and you you don't feel bad about it. I mean, you you get in a fair amount of game time uh in a short amount of time yeah. and I still will enjoy it. I will
2: more often it. than I lose now but I still haven't gotten a, a, a zero point. The best I've done is minus one. Mm-hmm.
1: I did, like I said, the short game I got a zero point so then I went on to the long game and I've not done so well in the long.
2: right now yeah there's a lot more chances to (laughs) be the sixth card when you didn't want to in the long yeah so yeah i
1: uh don't know if it's on ios i'm assuming it it probably is uh but uh they asked us if we would take a look at the android version and we did and so that is six takes within a exclamation mark six takes definitely go check it out like i said i think it's a dollar 99 for the version and it's worth two bucks so you're, you'll get you'll get two bucks a play out of it right after the download after the <laughs> tutorial goes through yeah. yeah so definitely check that one out so that brings us to the end of episode 53 uh just a reminder again we will be uh off the rest of october so join us in november for the next uh main all us geeks podcast
2: i'm jeff king and i am the canadian
1: Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the GeekCast Network. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other podcasts with a geek culture slant, head over to geekcastnetwork.com, where you will find podcasts such as Royal Monster Battalion, where two geeks share their love of monster movies and have a few laughs along the way.
0: Geeks, we last at all That's where we unleash the bomb. Jeff and Jordan from coast to coast, best of the best, the number one host. So put up your cups and toasts. Cause here the end, we approach. But come back for more raps, more fun, more laughs, more this, more that. Up and down the mat, cause we geeked up. And thanks for showing love. We give up viewers thanks with knowledge in the bank. Cause y'all are top rank and never should be spanked. So th- Suspend, cause here we win, win, win Cause that's how we always been Well, it's been fun, it's been real Till next time, stay chill, stay trill Do what you like and like how you feel Cause y'all are the real deal Holy feel, oh yeah
2: On the playing side, I accidentally won a game of Doomtown we're, We're moving on Well, you said you didn't have anything. Right, but usually I still announce it. Oh, okay. Well, go go ahead. (laughs) Edit it out. Edit it out.
1: On the playing side, okay, so you're listening to something else? Go go ahead. (laughs) I don't even want to do it now. No. What we're (laughs) playing.